0: after leaving the synagogue jesus james and john went home with simon and andrew simon's mother-in-law was in bed sick with a fever and they told jesus about her at once he went to her took her by the hand and raised her up the fever left her and she served them that evening at sunset people brought to jesus those who were sick or demon possessed the whole town gathered near the door He healed healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons, but he didn't let the demons speak because they recognized him. Early in the morning, well before sunrise, Jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer. Simon and those with him tracked him down. When they found him, they told him, everyone's looking for you, he replied, Let's head in the other direction to the nearby villages so that I can preach there too. That's why I've come. He traveled through Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and throwing out demons. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight for you are our rock, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I'll freely confess that there is a, a need to read and reread or listen and re listen to this scripture reading today. Mark is not a gospel that is designed for this kind of worship service. Mark is a gospel that's meant to be experienced all at once. Like a play, a performance full of energy, so that you can hear how each piece follows right on the heels of the other. I've actually had the privilege of seeing someone recite the gospel of Mark in live performance. Have you, have any of you experienced that? It's really, it's really amazing to see. The performer I saw had memorized it, so he could use his whole body. And as he did so, I felt the rising energy, the sense that once the Holy Spirit appeared at the baptism of Jesus, events just began to spiral. Over and over again, we hear the word immediately this and immediately that. But when we take only a piece of the Gospel of Mark and read it in a setting like this, what we miss is how quickly one thing follows on another. Last Sunday when we were together, we heard about how Jesus was teaching with authority in the synagogue. And people really felt like, wow, this this person has internalized this They're speaking from a kind of wisdom that goes beyond studying just what's printed of the law, but really having the law written on their hearts. There's something special about this teacher, so special that uh, an unclean spirit, a demon, had a huge response. Do you remember that? And recognized how powerful this Jesus is. Well, they were in the synagogue because it was the Sabbath. And it was the time when all other kind of effort is ceased so that the people are free to dwell in their relationship with God. That's why Jesus and his followers were in the synagogue talking about what mattered to them. Talking about God because it was the Sabbath. And it is that very same Sabbath... That after the synagogue, when they're hungry for something to eat, they go to Simon's house where his mother-in-law is. It is still the Sabbath when Jesus encounters this ill woman and reaches out his hand and raises her up so that she is filled with new energy. Jesus does a healing on the sabbath right away oh yeah i hear a clicking tongue out there that's right right away at the very beginning of the gospel no sooner has jesus been recognized as someone who really understands the law as though it's written on his heart than he breaks the law and he heals somebody on the sabbath Then they eat together, and as soon as the sun sets, as soon as the Sabbath is over, the whole community turns out to receive healing. All night, Jesus is at the work of healing and blessing people, and early in the morning, he wakes up and goes for a solitary prayer. Now for us, 21st century Methodists, etc. Going off and praying by yourself even early in the morning is not such a foreign concept. Even if it's not our personal prayer practice, you're certainly aware of it as a thing that people do. Go out and watch the sunrise and say a hymn of gratitude to God. But it's so not the culture of Jesus' time. In Jesus' time, yes, prayers do happen in the morning, but they happen in the house with the whole family present. Yes, prayers happen in the evening, but they happen in the house with the whole family present. When the community goes to pray, they assemble a minion, at least 10 Jewish adults to pray. They pray in community. They pray in community. That is the grief of the Old Testament exiles and enslavements when they're not allowed to gather as community. It is a wound to the community because that's how they pray. It's only Daniel who prays by himself. And it's because he's alone. He's in a culture that is not his own. No, no. For Jesus, it's quite odd that he goes off to a place by himself to pray. It's hard to understand where this behavior is coming from. Why is he so different? He goes off by himself in the morning to pray, and then his followers go out to get him they're looking for him what is he up to (laughs) where has he gone doesn't he understand there are people calling for him in the community he's meant to be with everyone praying with everyone having a meal with everyone and when they express that to him come on come on we're looking for you he says no let's go on from here in fact let's go on from here and then on from where we go to and then on from there because i'm not meant to stay still I'm like the hare. I'm constantly responding to where I am called to be. I'm like the hare. I've gotta keep moving. Look, did you see that over there? Go that out. Oh look, did you see these people over here? Let's go check that out. We're meant to be in motion moving from mission to mission I think part of why Jesus is so different in this story different from the norm is because he is profoundly present and alert not just in the power of deep connection with the person who is in front of him who is in need but also to the sense of the passing of the time that the evening does not have the same job as the morning. And when a new day dawns, there's a new adventure in wait. Jesus is profoundly present, but that doesn't mean he stays still. As I reflected on this story and what it means for um, how we be the people of God, it caused me to think a little bit about how discernment and the work of ministry are related as I announced before the worship started we're going to be in a season where I'm going to be inviting you to come and think deeply with me open minds and your senses and try to discern the movement and will of God for us here in this community at this time and there's a lot of contemplation and examination in that work it requires patience, consciousness over time. But if we have any hope of translating our vision into mission, the ministry that we engage in and do both inside this church and beyond this church in the world, we're going to have to be able to make a shift between discernment and ministry we're going to be, have to be able in our discernment to imagine the adventure that begins in the morning we're going to have to be able to be present not only to what has authority in our hearts and has had in our tradition and in our witness But also be alert to what's right in front of us. The possibility, however transgressive it might seem, however odd or new it might be. We need people and gifts for a transition from discernment and ministry for a change of pace. Throughout this series um, in Epiphany, I've been talking about the ways we can understand the diversity of ways we are oriented as people and understand that we're all welcome at the table in that diversity. Those of us who are tortoises and those of us who are hares, those who are more focused on making sure the process is good and those who are more focused on making sure that the people are whole, all of that is intended and included in the imagination of God and around the communion table. And who I'm talking about particularly today is those people who move fast, who move fast like the hare, who run ahead of what's normal, who spark when an adventure presents itself and who also extend a hand to raise up those who are ailing. The people who care about people and move fast. The people who plan the party, who hang the streamers, who bake the cake, who send out the invitations, say, let's have fun. Yes, let's. As my mind uh, was open this week and I was thinking about the tortoise and the hare and the spark of energy, I was thinking about a time when I um, had the opportunity to visit Japan in college. And we got very little time to study the culture, but just a little bit here and there, to be aware of things, and then trying to be really present and absorb what we saw and heard while we were there. And one of the things that I absorbed, whether this is actually important or not, I have no idea. But one of the things that I absorbed is as we wandered through the marketplace, there were lots of incidences of t-shirts and other items printed with things that looked like English sentences but weren't quite. That seemed like a really popular form of art. And it was fun to look at them and try to imagine, now, what if this was exactly on purpose? What would I be able to see in this? This surprising mashup of words, not quite in the order that I would place them, apostrophes in inventive places. And one of um, the shirts that I was actually given as a gift was not in English, it was in Japanese characters. And when I asked the host who was giving me this gift what it translated to, she gave me an answer that required the same sort of curiosity and creativity. She thought for a long time, and she said, it means let's. Let's. L-E-T apostrophe S. Let's. I've never been able to forget it. Let's is a word in my background, speaking English, that only comes up when somebody has a great idea. Hey, let's go to the movies. Let's. Hey, let's have a pizza. Let's. It's a word of enthusiasm and joining in, in recognition and affirmation. It's a word that indicates a moment in a connection when someone has been willing to make themselves foolish by proposing something. And their partner has chosen not to make them feel foolish, but to join them in the fun. Let's. Let's play. Let's. Let's play. Let's. When Jesus reaches out to Simon's mother in law and he lifts her up, the word that's used for what happens next is ministry. What happens next is Simon's mother in this story in this way that mark tells a story of rising energy of kind of spiraling action and growing intensity she doesn't stop to pray she doesn't go out to her community and have everyone see her and talk to them she becomes a deacon she joins the ministry she becomes a disciple Ailing, lying abed, Jesus reaches out her hands to her, his hand to her. He lifts her up, and her response is, let's. Let's. In Mark, at the crucifixion, there's an indication that there are women there, standing far off, watching all that is happening. When so many of the other disciples have been dispersed, Dismayed, there are women there, and not every one of them is named. It is possible that one of them was her. Let's, let's. The sobering truth about um, these people, this energy that we are talking about, this gift of God, this intention for the kingdom of God, is that. This quadrant of people, and I'll explain a little bit what I'm talking about in terms of people-oriented and fast-paced. This is based on a bunch of data that was collected about Americans' behavioral types. What the data indicated was that the people who are in this enthusiastic quadrant are the people who have been most excluded from the American Protestant church. because so often the way we have practiced our religion is to say slow and steady wins the race rather than looking at this story and saying maybe it wasn't about who won anyway maybe it was never about who won We don't have to keep that tradition. We can intentionally and purposefully respond when the Christ in someone reaches a hand out to us and proposes something transgressive, odd, foolish. We can rise in response to that invitation and
0: say, let's.